0: Welcome to The Conversation at AirSafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On September 26, 2014, a fire, apparently deliberately set, damaged an air traffic control facility near Chicago, disrupting thousands of flights over the next few days. In this interview on Al Jazeera America, conducted on September 29, I discussed some of the security and air traffic control issues that were brought up by this event. So, Todd, yeah, certainly unusual. Tell me, if you would,
1: first of all, Your reaction to the the fact that one man was able to do so much damage so quickly?
0: Well, it doesn't surprise me because one of the things about any large technological organization, technological system, like the air traffic control system, is that there are some areas that have quite a bit of very, very valuable, very uh, critical machinery in one place. And certain employees will have access to that machinery, to that technology. And if someone is bent on doing harm, whether it's a hydroelectric power plant, a computer system, or an air traffic control system, it can be done. Now, that said, there's all sorts of screening that goes on, uh, both upon entry and during the time that someone's employed, to make sure that someone's not uh, going to do something like this. But again, we've seen time and again, in different contexts, where someone essentially um, loses control in a work environment and takes it out either on their fellow employees or on the business or the enterprise itself. And I think this is one of those situations.
1: So are you, are you saying to some extent that, you know, no matter how many safeguards are in place, whether it's proper screening or proper distribution of critical uh, infrastructure, that, you know, big systems are vulnerable and there's really not ultimately that much we can do about it?
0: Well, any system, any technological system, complex system, that has to have human beings operated at many levels is going to be vulnerable to someone on the inside trying to do harm to that system. Now, of course, um, even the most highly vetted, highly trained group of people can have people who misbehave and underperform and what have you. And again, the investigation is still ongoing on this particular case in Chicago, but this seems to be much more of a human failure than a technological failure. In other words, it will be impossible, I believe, to design a highly complex technological system to be completely immune from human interaction in a negative way. Gotcha.
1: So we've heard a lot of criticism that the uh, United States air traffic control system is antiquated, that it should move from ground to satellite base, that we're behind Europe and other parts of the world. Uh, What's your take on all that on the system itself?
0: Well, one of the advantages of the U.S. air traffic control system is that it's probably the most extensive, the most complicated one that's ever been devised. And as a result, there have been various, there have been several levels of technology that the system has had to evolve through over the years. And while some parts of the system are definitely old and need to be replaced, it's also a system that's very resilient, uh, very much more complex than almost any other system out there. But think of this. Half of all airline traffic in the world takes place in the United States. So the air traffic control system, which, of course, is covering an area of the globe much less than 50% of the globe, has to have that level of sophistication to deal with that level of traffic. Now, that said, there are improvements that can be made from moving some of the hardware from the ground into satellite-based systems and such, and most importantly, which is an ongoing change that the FAA is doing, automating more of the process so it will be less dependent on individual human beings, air traffic controllers specifically to hand off planes from one sector to another, to control the plane completely from beginning to end, and to have human interaction back and forth with the pilot. There's a move, evolutionary move, to make that more of an automated system, more of a system that relies on the technology to transmit that information. But that's an ongoing thing. It'll be years before we see a system that has far fewer people than today.
1: Got it. So the human factor, in other words, isn't going anywhere anytime soon.
0: That's correct. Even the most complex, most sophisticated air traffic control systems in existence in the world today rely heavily on human beings to manage those aircraft.
1: Got it. Got it. Now, there's some thought, uh, and, and this is a sort of a direction I was going. I mean, I know that, and I, and I think it's next gen is the name of the the uh, sort of ongoing upgrade of the system. Um, I I saw somewhere today that some five billion dollars or something to that effect has been cut out of that plan. Um, Is this a case of, you know, we hear a lot about the nation's aging infrastructure, you know, poor roads, poor bridges. Um, This is infrastructure that you can't see and you don't interact with it until your flight is delayed. Is it a case perhaps where, you know, this is a wake up call, we really do need to, to get on top of this?
0: Well, anytime you have a disruption of the system, especially one that's avoidable, which this uh, one would have been had this person uh, been stopped from doing so, it calls into question the system as it exists right now. Are the safeguards in place good enough to prevent this sort of thing in the future? And more importantly, something that could be even more devastating than an attack on a single air traffic control center. Uh, That remains to be seen. As I said, the investigation is ongoing. But getting back to the next gen situation, Uh, NextGen and the other programs that are in existence to upgrade and expand the air traffic control system depend heavily on a number of technologies. Just one of them, computer technology, is moving, moving so very quickly that over the course of the development of any large system, the hardware and the software that underlies that system will be changing radically, as well as the computer system in general that the entire system is using. And again, without belaboring the point, Fifteen years ago, there was an air traffic control system. But 15 years ago, there was no Twitter, there was no YouTube. Twenty years ago, there was an air traffic control system. But there was no Internet as we know it today. Any system that's going to be developed for today and the future will rely on technologies that, frankly, didn't exist or weren't viable five or ten years ago. So as the system evolves, there will be some issues that come up there will be seemingly a a reluctance to make changes as quickly as they could, given the technology that's out there. But I have to stress this. This is a technology that has to deal with an ongoing air traffic control reality. Planes will be flying this year, next year, and the next decade. Whatever changes happen in the air traffic control system have to allow the planes to keep flying. So uh, if there are problems with... uh, deploying next gen it wouldn't surprise me because again there's a complex system and a complex rollout of a technology happening at the same time
1: right it's the old adage we're we're repairing the plane as we fly it
0: and uh, not only repairing the plane but coming up with new technologies to fly along with the plane as we repair that plane gotcha gotcha
1: well Todd I think we've covered it and unless there's something else that that I didn't hit um, I think you've been pretty thorough for us anything else you wanted to mention about it
0: Well, these air traffic control centers, these air route traffic control centers, there are 20 in the continental U.S. and one more in Hawaii and another in Alaska. These are very uh, well-protected, well-guarded facilities. Uh, Even before 9-11, these were high-security facilities where the average person just can't walk in off the street and walk around. And, of course, any time you have a failure of the personnel within that system, it will call into question whether or not the system that's in place is working. And i have a, a fairly confident that this event, first, doesn't seem to be part of some sort of conspiracy, and second, will probably lead to some changes that will make the, these systems, these facilities, more secure in the future.
1: So when, So there's 22 total, but when one of the 22 goes down, obviously that's a big deal. I mean, that's almost 5% of the capacity of the system, and this one is central.
0: This is more important than most because Chicago, which is the air route traffic control center we're talking about here, not only has one of the busiest airports, O'Hare, it's also strategically placed within the country where a lot of flights that are flying through that region have to deal with that air traffic control center. And these, uh, the, the facility that had the attack on it, that had the damage done to it, rather, is one that, that deals primarily with aircraft flying at altitude, cruising back and forth across the country, as well as those taking off and landing in the Midwest. So this is very disruptive and a very major part of the air traffic control system. Fortunately, when damage happens to one part of the system, some of that traffic can be offloaded to other control centers in other parts of that same region. And that's what we're seeing over the last few days. Traffic isn't back to normal. But day by day, they're getting more and more throughput through the system. Great. Thanks, Todd. I think we're good. All right. Glad uh, you could have me on today. Great. Really appreciate it. Thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. For more information about airline safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.